You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's Friday, February 10th, 2012. Canine Nation is a regular feature column that runs on the Life is a Human online magazine. Life is a Human features articles about what it means to be human, the good, the bad, and the enlightening. This column explores what it means to be human in our relationship with dogs. You can find it at lifeisahuman.com. To get directly to Canine Nation, go to caninenation.lifeisahuman.com. A complete archive of all the Canine Nation articles can be found there. Hi, I'm Eric Brad. Canine Nation is about learning, understanding, and living successfully with our dogs. Modern animal training techniques based on behavioral science can produce amazing results in working with our dogs. Whether your dog is a loved family member or a working dog, a canine athlete, or a trusted companion, positive training techniques based on science can help you enjoy a more productive and fun relationship with your dog. Join us as we explore the many facets of living with our dogs and taking a fresh look at how we work with them. Whether it's taking a closer look at everyday issues we share with our dogs or busting long-standing myths about training and dog behavior, I hope you find something useful in each of the Canine Nation articles. We're glad you're with us. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Petco. Where the pets go. Petco. Where the pets go. Pet Life Radio has tail-wagging, fur-flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off the entire Petco site. That's right. But that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of $49 or more. $6 off, up to 40% off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals, go to PetcoDeals.com. That's PetcoDeals.com. Petco, where the pets go. I don't make any decisions about who to hire without going to Angie's List first. You'll find reviews on home repair to health care written by people just like you. With Angie's List, I know who to call, and I know the results will be fantastic. Angie's List you can trust. Go to Angie'sList.com forward slash best and get 25% off any subscription. That's Angie'sList.com forward slash best. B-E-S-T. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. For the dogs, new year, new challenges. A new year, for many people, means a new beginning. It's a chance to start over or move down a different path. So I thought, since this is a time of new beginnings, that I would challenge my readers to try something throughout this coming year. It's simple, 
and it sounds a little revolutionary, but I know from experience that it can be great fun. My challenge to you is this. Question the conventional wisdom when it comes to dogs and dog training. Many of us have been around dogs and training for most of our lives. How much have you tested whatever conventional wisdom you've been working with? My biggest breakthroughs in dog training have come when I've chosen to test what someone in authority told me to try. Does it really work that way? Are there other ways to get there? What if I could get the behavior a different way? There is an old saying that goes something like, If you want opinions about dogs, ask the dog trainers. If you want the facts about dogs, ask the dogs. It was a process of questioning and watching my dogs for the answers that helped me get to a much greater understanding of their behavior. But in order to take that process seriously, I had to be prepared to discover that what I always thought I knew was either partially or totally wrong. As it turns out, not everything I thought I knew about dogs was wrong, but a lot of it was, and not taking that personally or struggling to prove myself right made the learning process a lot easier. Letting go of outdated information is difficult if you don't have some new information to help you make sense of things. If my dog is not dominant and trying to become pack leader, what is it that is motivating her? This is where a few books and websites with great information were critical in helping me change my viewpoint. There are literally thousands of books out there on dogs and training, but the few books that I looked into when re-educating myself differed in one important aspect. They relied on science and a scientific approach to support the claims they were making. If I didn't believe that my dog would respond as the books were telling me, all I had to do was test it for myself. I would learn pretty quickly if the book was based on fact or opinion. One of the things that helped me learn about my dogs was understanding that we cannot describe how they think in human terms. We can't do that because, well, they're not human. All we have to go by is our dog's behavior to show us what's going on, and that can be a process of trying something and then observing the results. If that sounds very scientific, it is. It's one thing to find something that works and be content with that. It can be a very different thing to keep looking at something until you not only know that it works, but also why it works. Many of the most valuable books I've found along the way do exactly that. They talk about the process of finding out exactly how and why a particular thing works with dogs. The language of behavioral science provides a suitably precise glossary of terms to describe all training methods, and the best sources I've found can use that framework to describe detailed and repeatable processes for modifying behavior and communicating with our dogs. One of the concepts I discovered in my reading was something called superstitious learning. In dog training, this can mean that the dog learns something that they are doing is earning a reward, but that is not the behavior that we want. An example of this would be the dog turning its head as it sits and then being rewarded. The dog then repeats turning their head each time they sit. We only wanted the dog to sit, but we got the head turn because of superstitious learning. So you have to be careful what you reward because you always get what you pay for. Interestingly, this concept can work in reverse. Sometimes it's the trainer that does the superstitious learning by believing that one set of cues makes a behavior work with their dog when it really is another. The story I like to tell on myself is when I tried to get my dog Tira to spin in a circle without any visual cue. One evening, 
I proudly demonstrated my dog's newly trained ability to spin on just a verbal cue, and my wife laughed and said, You're flicking your head. What? I made a conscious effort to keep my head stone still and repeated the verbal cue. Know what? My dog stared at me as if she had never done this behavior ever. Obviously, I didn't teach what I thought I had taught her. We went back to the training room and eventually got it right. If my wife hadn't pointed my mistake out to me, I might have believed my dog was responding inconsistently if sometimes I flicked my head and other times I didn't. It might have been very easy for me to just assume that my dog was being inconsistent and not me. Fortunately, by looking closer at the issue, I discovered what was really going on and I could correct my own training. So what am I saying here? Test it out. No more, no less. If something is supposed to work with your dog, does it? Does it work every time? Does it work for the reasons they say it does? What happens if you try it a different way? When you look at what you're supposed to do, does it make sense to you? Doing something that works isn't as useful as knowing why it works and being able to apply that principle in other situations. Let me give you an example. I once attended a class where the instructor wanted us to teach our dogs to sidestep towards us on a command. The instructions were to hold the dog's leash behind my back, offer her a food treat just out of reach away from me, and then to step away from my dog, being careful to both hold the treat out away from me and to pull toward me with the leash while offering a verbal cue. I shook my head. Where was the dog supposed to learn to sidestep? I offer her a treat so she turns her head away, and while she's looking at it, I yank her sideways in the opposite direction? I was assured that hundreds of dogs had been taught this way, and it shouldn't take more than a week or two to train. Using a combination of behaviors I had already taught using clicker training, I taught my dog to sidestep without the yanking method I was given, and I did it in 10 minutes between my first and second turns in class. Perhaps the best thing about learning to think differently about dog training has been the ability to be creative in how I approach teaching behaviors. The highly reinforcing process of mark and reward training makes my dogs eager to try anything I come up with because chances are rewards will happen and certainly nothing bad will happen since we never mark errors. The ability to go to books and websites helps a lot. It can be great to see how another positive trainer approaches the problem of teaching a given behavior. There are many ways to train behaviors. We should feel the freedom to explore them, but only if our dog is willing. If you are less focused on getting what you want and focus instead on seeing what happens, you and your dog can both learn something from training and no one has to feel stressed or frustrated. And this goes for well-worn cliches about dogs as well. Does using treats make your dog a food hound? I don't know. Try it for a week and see. Does clicker training mean that your dog won't perform behaviors you train without the clicker present? Learn how to do clicker training properly and see if that's true. Will letting your dog up on the sofa make them dominant? Try it and see. If you're like me, you might be surprised at how much of what you have always been told about dogs is just not true. It can be quite an adventure for both you and your dog to go out and try new approaches to things. So ask your questions, try your what-ifs, and explore what's possible with your dog. It's a new year and a new chance for new experiences and new discoveries. It's never too late for old dogs or old trainers. I'm proof of that latter one. 
Have a great 2012 and have fun with your dogs. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Canine Nation. You can find the text version of it at caninenation.lifeisahuman.com. You can join our discussion about dogs and dog training on Facebook. Just search for Canine Nation to get to our group. You can ask for membership and we'll add you to our growing family. If you can spread the word about the podcast or link to our caninenation.lifeisahuman.com page, we would certainly appreciate it. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Betty White, what's the number one pet radio network in the world? Pet Life Radio. Season Milan, the dog whisperer. What radio network has over 5 million monthly listeners and over 50 pet talk shows? Pet Life Radio. Rachel Ray, where is the best place to reach potential customers if you have a pet business? Pet Life Radio. Put your business in front of over 5 million pet parents with a radio ad on Pet Life Radio, the award-winning number one pet radio network on the planet. Call our sales department today. Toll free at 877-385-8882. That's 877-385-8882. Or email us at sales at PetLifeRadio.com. Steve Wozniak, if Apple was a pet business, where would you advertise your eyelash? On PetLife Radio.